Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Boom, we are live. Pitch Tech Asia, powered by Asia Tech Podcast here in Singapore. In the studio, my name is Graham Brown, joined by Jörg Zeugner of Really. Jörg, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Graham. It's a pleasure being here. It's a good to have you here. So we're going to talk about Really and the challenge of the market that you're in. We're going to go there in a minute, but we had an interesting conversation off air two weeks now into your entrepreneurial journey, you're still smiling. So yes, yes, definitely. Welcome to the dark side <laughs> of entrepreneurship. So you you have been a corporate for 15 years. Um, you now started your own startup. We'll talk about that journey as well. The market, the problem, the solution. We'll talk about your team, where you go in the future. Let's start at the top. Where are you from originally? So I come from Germany, from the east part of Germany. Yeah. And so I've spent like basically my whole uh, youth there till the studies. And then I made the first step um, outside Germany to England. Yeah, Newcastle. To Newcastle, Newcastle. Right. yes, yes. Exciting. And then you moved to Singapore uh, 2012? Yeah, 2012. So yeah. a bit more than seven years here in Singapore now. Yeah. And it's yeah very interesting, exciting times here. It's a great place to be at now, right now, 2019 mm. in entrepreneurship. And it's interesting as well, there's that real story about the immigrant entrepreneur and how important they are for startup success. I mean, you look at Silicon Valley, how many people in Silicon Valley came from outside? Yeah. You and I, both from outside Singapore. Yes. So hopefully we're rebuilding that Silicon Valley here in Singapore. Let's talk about really and the market that you're in first. Maybe a little bit of your background to give that context. Where, where are you from? How would you describe yourself in the corporate world? What was your life before entrepreneurship? So before entrepreneurship, so I was like um, always like with big uh, multinational corporates uh, from Germany. Mm. So, but then firstly based in in China for a couple of years, but then now the last seven years in Singapore. And uh, the background was like uh, both financial, but also pretty much focused on real estate and IT. Yeah. So basically I had to serve like the big financial institute here in, in Singapore with all their property, real estate um, questions, but also uh, with the IT related uh, issues. Right. What was your role within that? So well, I, were you on the IT engineering programming side or you were more on the, the investment management so side? So it, it was in general the workplace side. Yeah. So basically catering for all the employees, for all the stuff, yeah. all their basic needs. Have a desk, have a seat, have a phone, have a laptop, have applications on the laptop. Everything should run smooth. Right. That is a tough mm. job as well when you're dealing for mm. many thousands of employees. And the kind of companies you work for, I mean, like Volkswagen mm. and mm. Alliance, these mm. are very much blue chip traditional German companies, right? So, I mean, you, these are huge multinationals now. So you've seen these companies. And I think you're a great example, if I can say in a very positive way, of a corporate mm -hmm. dropout. You know, that there are the, the college dropouts of the 19, 20-year-old kids who go and start startups. But there's this really interesting generation mm -hmm. of people, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, maybe even older in their 50s, who have mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 years experience in corporate They've seen what's broken. They come out with their experience and their network of relationships. And they don't want to change the world. They just want to fix a problem that's broken. 
So let's talk about that. What market are you in with really? Let's, let's define with a macro level in terms of globally. How would you define your market? Yeah, so so the market is in, in general like the property, but related all to fit out, renovation works and uh, maintenance and facilities management. Right. So this is overall like our target market. Commercial property or and, private property? Um, Firstly, focus on only commercial yeah. uh, property, but also uh, looking out for private property, like right. the condos, for instance, here in Singapore. Okay. So like facilities management. Exactly. Facilities okay. management, property management. Right. Okay. Before I ask you about mm. what's broken and what you want to mm. fix in that market, how big is this market first? Let's help so, us understand, because we don't usually see mm. that market, do we? You see the sort of the retail private mm. property market. Yeah, so, so uh, on a global, coming from a global level, so globally, um, every year, there are about $6 trillion um, just spent on all the uh, construction, fit-out, renovation type of uh, work and services related to that. Yeah. And then looking here on Singapore only. So in 2018, there was like a market size of $32 uh, billion mm. spent only in one year. And that was split uh, almost 50-50 into commercial and residential. Right. 32 billion in Singapore, in Singapore only. Split between mm. commercial and residential. When you say mm. that is to that is the size of development facilities management mm. and so on um, that's is that not including the build itself mm. is that just the maintenance of the building so or? also the build okay so everything all the contracts related to building uh, yeah. building but also all the interior um getting like everything in place so that the people can move in right 32 billion in singapore that's like six thousand dollars per head mm. right so yeah. that's the size mm. of the market so you think about that across asia mm. it's phenomenal yeah, yeah it is yeah, okay it is. Uh, you've got a great slide. I'm going to go into your pitch deck first mm -hmm. and jump around a little bit mm -hmm. with the pitch deck. If mm -hmm. we can start by, um, let, let's define the market first and then we'll talk about mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you talk about the market size mm -hmm. itself. It, it, and bear in mind, some people are listening rather than mm. watching. So we may have yes. to talk through some of the data that they can't see. So the 30 billion, this is mm. the Singaporean market or? That's the, only the Singaporean okay. market. Yeah. And yes, contracts yes. awarded. And yes, there's right. the split down there between residential yes. and commercial. Exactly. Uh, what's this line here? 1% penetration. So, and, and this means if uh, like the platform, what we are creating. Yeah. If we just can get 1% of the contract amount yeah. basically transacted through the platform. So this uh, includes already $160 million of contract amounts right. tra transacted with our platform. And that makes like many people happy, uh, many people less stress, less of uh, paperwork and so yeah. on when they transact $160 million through the platform. Right. Okay, that's a good starting point, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it We're is. going to have a look at your platform in mm. it. We're going to talk about really. Before we do that, I want to define, you've got a good uh, competitive uh, layout here in terms of the market here. Maybe you can talk a little bit about who's in this market. Mm. So it's a $30 billion market. It's a, in, in Singapore, a $6 trillion mm. market globally. Mm. There's a lot of players mm. in this market. Can you help us understand who is in this market? Mm. What sort of names we'll be familiar with? Yeah, so there are names uh, like uh, if you want uh, JLL, uh, Cushman Wakefield, CBRE, Sevils, Nightwank. Right, these are the old school and, uh, exactly, property managers, exactly. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And so they are actually the ones who, who feel the pain. Yeah. Right, who basically carry the kind of old school way of working, way of managing properties still with them. 
and that is exactly what, where we want to help them. Right. Help them in the sense to make their uh, lives, their work life uh, easier, also finally creating a work life balance, um, maybe in a good case, mm -hmm. but also making the things more efficient from a client perspective. So yeah. I was uh, in the client seat, right? And so I, I could see these kind of problems, what, what they faced. And then, uh, when we look here on the uh, competition markets uh, slide, yeah. so where we identified three different uh, core areas that basically are at the moment uh, fighting to, to get some traction on the market. So mm -hmm. one area is the project management. So this is like uh, when you maybe also even in your uh, private environment when you want to fit out your apartment so you engage with a project manager yeah yeah so they should manage the whole renovation work of your apartment and the same happens also in the business world where if like a new office or a new retail store should be fit out so there's the project management element mm -hmm. so this is quite central The next part uh, relates directly to it is the tendering part. Tendering means the whole procurement um, cycle right. of getting all the furniture, carpets, handyman, any, yeah. handyman yeah. All, all such stuff. And right. so this is so also very tedious. Like Caldim here in Singapore. Exactly, yeah. for instance. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they are already on that track. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, so this is now the new... Um, touch for the industry the pop tech uh, property technology yeah so to make the things uh, more automated um, just to to get um, technology in place in order to make things more smooth yeah. and seamless okay and we we see ourselves really in the center in the middle All in right. the middle let's yeah. talk about that then so you've helped us understand the prop property market the facilities market you've defined who's in the market the different mm. stakeholders mm. let's start at the top with the problem mm. if we can jump back into the pitch deck and we have a look at the uh problem statement that you've got here and um, even looking at the graph on the left hand <laughs> side you can see it's quite messy isn't it there's a lot of different relationships and i don't know if you've actually made a point of making out all those lines going all over the place it shows that there's a lot going on right what is the problem what's fundamentally the problem here in facilities management mm that uh, basically a lot of inefficiencies yeah. uh, due to like uh, so many manual work still done right so people um, have to be chased after to get things done yeah so a lot of paperwork floating around not only on the table but uh, from a to b transferred and so on and then finally the client so even including myself then yeah so i i'm then not happy with the quality with the time of delivery and also the budget is a, a main concern that uh, due to the inefficiency so things um, don't go smooth and when the providers ask oh here change request where change request and so on yeah so finally have to spend more than what we originally budgeted for okay let me sort of probe a little bit into that mm. surely it's difficult to connect all of these elements into a mm. platform because for example a lot of the handymen mm. they work with cash mm. a lot of them do sort of favors for each other mm. you know that's how they work isn't it that that's mm. sort of their scene their ecosystem mm. right and you have many many different parts here and they work through different mm. speeds right pulling all these people together on a platform sounds like an impossible task mm. Yeah, we, we are aware of that. So, but we focus on a very uh, specific segment first. Mm. So, basically, on on the uh, bigger partners in terms of uh, corporate real estate and and services. So, they have already their uh, predefined clients. They have their predefined projects, and so we understand the workflows 
Mm. So that is what we have studied like over the, the last about one year plus. So to exactly understand what are the structures in place yeah. in order to put this on the platform so that we exactly can connect all the different dots. Okay. So just to basically make the project managers um, focus on the important tasks and mm. not all the manual chasing of people and yeah. sending like what we also understood about 70% of their time they are just busy with sending emails. Right. But when you look at the NUS on uh, National University of Singapore on their um, study program. So there's nothing how to send an e email around uh, to chase people. Right, right? even so, though 70% of your time, right? Mm, exactly, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that is big waste. Are they aware of it? Mm. Are project managers aware of the, the waste? Yes, yes. So they are aware of that. Yeah. And so that is, uh, we are working very closely with a couple of them here yeah. in Singapore already. So okay. they are very helpful, very supportive on that. Okay. So they actually provide us the insights to uh, get this platform uh, customized to them so that they exactly can follow the flow what it should be so mm. it, it doesn't come uh, from us basically from our gut feel or so it comes directly from from them to say here this is how, how it should work and and these are the functions features what we need in order to deliver like our service and so on and then we're happy because they have then technology in place that uh, takes up a lot of their manual work and they really can focus on on the things where they should focus yeah. which is yeah, keep the client happy yeah. uh, manage the risks that are always associated with uh, the multi-million projects and the budgets and not right. email and, and no, okay. not so many emails <laughs> not so much email. yeah, yeah. all right well let's have a look at your solution mm -hmm. so we can understand really mm -hmm. and how it all works together we're gonna um, go back to the, the front of the pitch deck here with your mission statement um, help us understand so please define your the the, the mission of mm -hmm. really and then what actually it is yeah, so the mission um, focuses uh, clearly on the um, experience. So we want to create a very unique experience for um, all the um, property real estate related uh, stakeholders. Mm. And uh, this experience is based on a very unique uh, platform. Yeah, so this platform helps to um, move the stakeholders to this uh, experience level where they can uh, focus on the on the property instead of all the manual workflows and so on. Mm. And so the, the stakeholders include then like uh, starting from the landlords. So we are also talking to uh, some landlords uh, that would be interested to have such platform where they can manage the whole property itself. Yeah, when mm. it comes to the tenants, so clients basically occupying the space. And uh, it moves to all the project managers, property managers, facility managers, as well as all the different service providers that are important and required just to create uh, a space. Mm. Yeah, do the fit out renovation, but also do the maintenance then. And lastly, so with the end to end cycle, also do the reinstatement. Right. So once you move out from a, a property, you also have to put it back in, in the right condition to the landlord. Mm. Yeah. So end to end. Excellent. And okay. yeah, change the way of experience. Yeah. How, how this is done. Well, we'll have a look at the, the product itself mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. it actually looks. Mm -hmm. um, my, my personal background is in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so I hear the pain mm. of the commercial landlords mm. as well as the project managers and private landlords as well. Mm. And generally people don't understand unless they've been in the industry, it's hugely mm. inefficient. And one of the reasons it's hugely inefficient is because the industry has been around for thousands of years, right? You know, people have been renting land from landowners since the beginning of time, right? 
and it worked up to a point, but we haven't really evolved. And there's so many inefficiencies. And I guess also because there's a lot of money involved mm. that a lot of the inefficiencies, inefficiencies can get lost. So, you know, the fact is there's margins and, you know, those get eaten up, right, by inefficiencies. But at the end of the day, you know, we've kind of accepted that all these processes, like, you know, many, many different stakeholders, many, many different formats. That's just been how it has been for the last 50 years, right, at least. So I think on the other side, as a tenant, you know, whether you're a commercial tenant or a private tenant, we don't really appreciate how inefficient it is on the other side, but it's great that you're coming from that industry. So before we, we look at the product, how did you go out and hustle the the product? How did you talk to people tell us about your mm. conversations that you had with people like you said you, you actually spoke to them and you listened to their issues mm. you know they told you this is broken like what about this can we do that tell me about those conversations because those are really insightful for any investor mm. they want to know how did you go out and actually hear and listen and talk to people and mm. you know did you knock on doors did you just show up at facilities and you know say this is what we're doing tell us a little bit about that Yeah, so basically it's um, based on what you started initially with, that I come from the industry for seven years in Singapore. So that's where I, I built up like a network of people in the industry. So, and, and this is when I started like uh, about one, um, more than one year ago. So to uh, chat with people, so certain projects didn't go well and so on. And what do you think, why it didn't go well? And so certain reasons. And when I also... Um, met one professor from the uh, National University of Singapore. Mm. So on a conference, um, so he is from the Institute of System Science. And so he, he was um, obviously pretty much interested in, in the platforms um, to automate uh, industries. Mm. And so this was then the connect for me to go to the different um, persons I know in the industry to to understand so how open are you to adopt to uh, maybe new technologies to new softwares applications and so on to make your life easier and so I, I have received a, a lot of um, openness so they are willing basically to mm. to share the problems to uh, allow some of the students to actually do some research um, in their companies so we have plotted like a lot of workflows a, a lot of uh, pain points identified and uh, valued mm. and based on that when we said okay these um, pain points we can maybe um, attack with one uh, product with one solution and see how it goes and so it's been like um, a kind of journey but uh, so far uh, very open and also just uh, last week there was a big conference in hong kong so and uh, basically like in two days i i got uh, agreements to 50 demo sessions with mm. them not only in singapore and hong kong all around the asia pacific region and so it's a, a very open uh, industry to change And also coming back, uh, what you mentioned um, just before in terms of like the margins. Yes, there are still uh, a lot of margins, but the margins are on the developer side, mm. on the landlord side, on the other end of the food chain, um, on the project managers, on the uh, service providers uh, side. So the margins are zero or there's even no margin. So when, when you look at uh, like a real estate firm, like uh, Savills, Nightfang or CBRE. So what, what they often do, they actually subsidize the different uh, verticals, mm. what they have in their portfolios, because just on the uh, property management, project management side, there, there is no margin left. Mm. 
Right. So and that's why uh, they do it they, because they can get a, a sale or exactly. a, a rental client out of it. Right. Exactly. Okay, yes. Yes. So that is where, where money comes from. Right. Finally. So it's a loss leader. For yeah. Them. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they just offer it because from a client perspective, yes, I like if you offer me like the uh, full portfolio of services what I need. Yeah. So once I have done the lease with you or the sale, then yes, hand over to your team of project managers, property managers, and they just keep doing the things. But uh, the providers don't own anything on, mm. on that side. And so they are very open, basically, to solutions that make um, their services uh, mm. finally efficient and uh, hopefully return to some profits. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And so how many people do you think you spoke to in conversations, roughly, oh. about, you know, asking them the question, tell me about, you know, your experience and what's mm. wrong and, you know, what what is broken in mm. that, that yeah. whole workflow? Uh, roughly, I have to say, in the hundreds. Hundreds. So, uh, hundreds. Yeah. 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 And what, what did you learn in that about the? You mentioned pain points. Mm -hmm. um, what sort of came at the top of the list of those pain points? That shopping list of these are the things, Jörg, mm -hmm. you need to fix for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. So always the emailing that right. um, project managers, facility managers, they are so busy just uh, sending emails to chase people for have you done something? Uh, where's this document? And here tomorrow is the meeting. Have you prepared? And all such very simple things. Yeah. Silos so of information is, uh, as well, yes. isn't it? So, so everything's kept on an email or a mm -hmm. WhatsApp group. Yes. You want it all in one place, right? Exactly. And and the other thing, uh, what is always a problem, is like the uh, procurement part, the tendering of like the big projects, either you do as a fit out or the big project as like a property management of one big facility. Yeah. So that is also like a lot of paperwork, a, a lot of manual work to be done. And this is just so time consuming in the times where is technology already available, but just not applied on, on that spot. Right. Right. And that's it what comes we, back to your point because there's on the, the management side because there's so narrow often zero margins mm. that they don't have the 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 willpower to invest themselves in the technology right mm. because it's obviously it's a lot of money for them mm. to invent the system mm. so for somebody to come along and take mm. away that pain from them i mean that, that's a win-win for them right so Absolutely. let's have a look mm. at the product itself mm. if we can jump back into the the pitch deck um, we can actually have a look at the product for the first time here on the pitch deck. Um, so, sorry, we go here on the, the product slide. Understand a little bit about what this product is. So, it's a, obviously, it's a platform. I guess mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, accessible by, by all the stakeholders. They can log in. And tell us a little bit about, if, if I was a, a project manager, a facilities manager, if mm -hmm. I was to log in, what would I see on this platform? So, so you, you would see like in a, in a dashboard uh, view, nicely uh, basically prepared. So this can be customized according mm -hmm. to your requirements mm -hmm. needs. So you would see, so what are like any critical tasks? So what are any outstanding points? What's the budget spend? What's still open? So any risks related to any of the activities? And the overall schedule, schedule mm. in terms of like maintenance, maybe what, what is coming up in the next uh, month or, or quarter and so on. So but you always have it in one spot uh, visible. And, and uh, on the other, on the flip side, basically, this kind of view would be also available for your client. Mm. So that your client also feels uh, comfortable, knows oh, the, the manager has everything under control and the client sees immediately. So what's the uh, current status? Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, having that dashboard is invaluable, mm. isn't it? Why, why mm. can't I use something like a Basecamp or a Trello, mm. for example, even most basic tasks? Mm. What, what, these are very simple 
um, platforms that are out there, project management platforms, why won't they be useful in this context? Yeah, uh, we have also looked at those platforms like uh, one year ago to also understand. So, uh, yeah. and, and when we saw some gaps, gaps what uh, such platforms don't deliver. So in terms of um, real estate, so one critical thing is like the risks. Mm. So basically to have something where you can not only list down the risk, but also calculate risks, uh, put some mitigation measures to it and so on. Mm. The other um, element is the budget. So um, there are multi-million budgets related to that. And so this must be uh, basically tracked on a, on a very detailed level so that you always know. So what was the agreed budget? So what is maybe the forecast because of certain changes mm. throughout the project? And then what has been finally committed in terms of maybe signed contracts? And what has been finally spent when in terms of cash maybe? Okay. Yeah. So this is like one. These are critical functionalities that exactly. you've got to have if it's real estate, yes, right? Co correct, okay. Which correct. don't exist yes. in other platforms. Co correct. Yes. Okay. And and then also all the uh, documents. So this has to be in a certain structure, so that can be also easily shared when yeah. with everyone from the project. Yeah. Okay. Until now, let's, you you started a year ago in terms of your conversations and mm -hmm. your research, if you like, mm -hmm. and talking yes. to people, finding out what's wrong. Let's talk about the journey of really and how far you've come back into the pitch deck. If we can have a look at uh, slide eight, um, we talk a little bit about your your numbers in terms of how far you've come. Mm. So tell us a little bit about what, um, you know, if we can just go back into pitch deck as well, because there's another slide about your users mm. as well. So tell us how far you've come. You, you officially launched in February. Mm. Is that was that the the working product out in the market, mm -hmm. or do you have um, paying customers yet, mm -hmm. or you know is it an MVP? So tell us everything about yeah, where you yeah. are in your journey. Yeah. So. Um so we have the project management element, uh, the property management element in the market. So this is used by project managers here in the region. So basically clients in Hong Kong, in, in Shanghai, in the Philippines and so on. So they basically see our platform. So this is managed by the project managers already. And uh, so this is what we are, for instance, uh, yesterday we went to KL uh, yeah. to pitchware to uh, some corporates. So also very interested, open to adopt that. So this is like uh, already live in the market. So, and the second element is now the marketplace. The marketplace in terms of all the service provider that are required in order to uh, build a facility, a property, and also manage and maintain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so this is where we are now in the UAT phase, in the uh, just before go-to-market phase, where we test already with some of the uh, users of the project management solution. So that way get already the, the feeling that we develop the tool exactly as they uh, required that to be mm -hmm. done. And at the same time, we are um, onboarding providers so at the moment, we have already uh, 2,500 providers committed mm. and uh, 2,500 providers are required in order to manage about 130 properties here in Singapore. So this is already what we have on the paper. And then we have to onboard them on the platform so that uh, by end of April, so they should be able to um, process all the different orderings, all the different packages and mm. so on to uh, yeah, make the, the service uh, provisioning easier with the platform. How do you focus your time and your marketing 
in terms of building that marketplace mm. because you are building a marketplace with mm. many sides. Yes. It's not just buyers and sellers. You've mm. got many, you know, stakeholders within that. Mm. Usually if you focus on one area, it attracts mm. the other stakeholders in. Where is your focus in terms of building the marketplace? Which group do you mm. focus your efforts on to bring in the other stakeholders? Yeah. Or do you focus them all equally You so the, the focus is our client or our clients. Mm. So where are the focus? And we actually help to onboard all the uh, providers what we work with. So that's basically how we came to 2,500 providers in right. like just uh, about one month time to say um, the providers inform um, or our clients inform their providers to say here, this is right. a, a really cool tool, right? And uh, the name is really. And um, in the future, we want to process all our um, POs, purchase orders, all our procurement through that platform. And please um, also join this platform. Right. And uh, this is when like a win-win for both sides, right? And this is the way how we focus, how we get uh, the um, providers on the marketplace and then in different areas. So like uh, starting from the very small item handyman, yeah. right? To any repair of something, then to any flooring providers, furniture providers, uh, mechanical, electrical engineers. Um, yeah, basically anything, what whatever you need. So... So I understand it. A client, for example, a Savills mm. or a Knight Frank, mm. as an example, Correct. they would bring in all their parties, their their handyman, their you know whoever it may be that is involved in that mm. workflow onto your platform because for them it's a lot easier. They they may mm. say, look, you know, if you want to work with us, you have to do it through this platform because you know we're not going to spend seventy percent of our time chasing emails, right? So I want you here. So they're onboarding all the, the, the marketplace for you, right? Correct, correct. And how many do they bring on an average? I know you mentioned some figures, but I just want to go back mm -hmm. on an average. What would one client bring on in terms of? So it's about seven, 800 uh, providers, what we usually work with in the yeah. different uh, service areas. Okay. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, and this is only in, in Singapore. Yeah? yeah. So when, uh, but we what we also identified, so a lot of providers here active in Singapore. So they are also in uh, KL active. So this is why we reach already out to KL to basically set the foundation in terms of clients. Mm. So that in a couple of months, once we have uh, the platform up and running here in Singapore, to also um, reach out to projects in KL, so that the clients when in KL can already source from their local providers, which are similar to the ones in, in Singapore. So you've envisaging a scenario where providers onboard clients. Mm. Is that possible? Mm. Where But at Is that going to happen? Mm. You know, where they say, look, we're on this platform. Why don't mm. you guys use this? Yeah, this can also happen. I right. also had such conversations with providers where okay. they work with certain clients and say, oh, yeah, here, this would be great. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, they, they would be also happy to basically introduce us to their clients and see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've looked at the, the problem, the solution, the product and the journey. We've, we've looked at some of the user numbers as well. Mm. Let's have a look at who's behind, really, mm -hmm. the team. So you have a deck, um, sorry, a, a slide on the deck towards the end here. Um, tell us a little bit about who is in your management team. And also we'll look at a bit about your advisors as well. Obviously, Jörg Zeugner, yourself, the CEO, you have a co-founder. Or are you the, so the sole founder? You, yes, co-founder. Your co-founder, is that? Co-founder, co not not here on the slide. Uh -huh. Um in China, 
So that is how we started, like with two, like yeah. uh, more than one year ago. But uh, as part of the journey, so basically, and and it was qu quite interesting how this team, what you see now, has been built over like uh, yeah a, a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So to say, uh, one one key element is uh, Raj, like the CTO. So he is uh, already more than um, six months, almost eight months with, with us. So he um, is basically bringing in uh, sweat, uh, sweat equity yeah. in in the sense of like a big uh, developers team. So this was like one of the challenges to find um, full stack developers to create that kind of platform. So he is basically bringing in like a big team. And so out of his team, 15 um, are working for us to uh, develop the platform. In Singapore and in, in India? So we're in India. Uh -huh, yeah. okay. And uh, the other um, basically uh, key person, um, Tom Thomason, um, so he, he has the experience of having created uh, marketplaces already in the US as well in, in Hong Kong. So he yeah. is a, a great asset. What, what kind uh, of marketplaces did he do? Our team. Uh, so this was in the area of like FMB and uh, delivery okay. side. So and where he also exited um, quite successfully. And then like uh, the other um, hit was like um, Usman. Usman is like uh, by profession like a software as a service uh, product manager. So this is a quite good asset, what, what we need yeah. to develop this platform to, to make it really a, a software as a service. And how and many people, sorry, just to interrupt you, how many people in total are you? So here in you Singapore, count, I know, obviously. Yeah, so about 15 people in Singapore yeah. and plus uh, the 15 in India okay. the on the developer side. So 30 more yeah, or less. Exactly, okay. yes. All right. And just recently, uh, Rachel joined. Uh, so Rachel is then our marketing officer. So because uh, for the last year, so everything was in stealth mode. Mm. So no, no marketing, nothing. So this was just always on based on relationships and so on. And we want to set this kind of foundation to say before we uh, go really out uh, to the market and mm. do some marketing through all the different channels. So we want to have like a confidence and a, a base so that uh, the idea can really take off. Okay. And so now we, we feel we are in, in that stage to take off. And so that is uh, where we start now with uh, marketing. So we, we are opening now the different social media channels and so on mm. to get basically traction on the on the website to make this marketplace also attractive to the public because finally everyone, so everyone also listening now in, in the future should be able to uh, go to the really website and just uh, search for anything uh, what you need in order to build uh, property uh, or uh, manage or maintain property so you can find anything just on this marketplace so you're ready okay yes. you got some good advisors as well not forgetting them it's always interesting to an investor looking at a team to see who have you convinced to come yeah. on board as advisors if we can just go back a slide here um obviously Stephen, we know well um, so we'll exclude him from the conversation. <laughs> Apologies, Stephen. Um, but we know all about you already. Um, some of the others as well. Wh how did you recruit your advisors? What, where did they come from? What kind of conversations got them on board? So um, starting maybe uh, um, top left, uh, Chris. So Chris um, is from Sevils, so from the industry. So this is when I also, same as with many others, basically started conversations mm. on what are the problems in the industry and so on. And so, and when I shared some ideas with him, so what, what could we do? And when he was like very open, oh, that's very interesting what you're doing. And I think it's a great idea. And I think this will fly. 
And so he, he is very supportive, um, not only in terms of advisor, but also yeah. basically to see the benefit for his business, for so his company. So he's the regional CEO of Southeast exactly. Asia for Savills currently. Correct, correct, correct. yes. I mean, and that's, so, that's a trump card to put in your mm -hmm. advisory deck there, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. And also his team is behind, so yeah. it's really great. Okay. And, and the, the link with China, obviously, I won't, won't go through all of your mm -hmm. your um, advisors short of time. That's all. But you, you have some strong links to China mm -hmm. as well. Or, I mean, I noticed, for example, some of your advisors, like James Chan from Baidu. Is that uh, yes. So basically, I met him uh, six years ago. So he he is like a, a long time friend, basically. Yeah. And when I also uh, start to share, basically, when I was still in the corporate world, here yeah, I have this idea and so on and. Um, he was all, always like a very venturous uh, guy. So where he built up for Baidu certain entities and also for some other insurance companies. Mm. And so he's a, a very good advisor to give the insights and um, hopefully um, also for him, we, we will also get in the future some access to the Chinese market. Mm. Because uh, so I, I think uh, when you want to set up like a, not only a local platform solution, but on a global scale. So you need to be in the Chinese market as well as on the US market. So yeah. the US market is something what we have to look in maybe later this year, 2019. But uh, for the Chinese market, yeah, we, we may have already someone to open the doors. That's a good start. And, okay. And one other element I want to mention, uh, Vigor. So he is um, also advisor. And uh, I um, know him about one year ago. So where we met on an event and um, so his um, background is um, also technology, uh, infrastructure technology, but uh, for a, a couple of years he has in uh, China like a virtual reality, augmented reality um, company. Mm. So they are already having products um, on the market where they uh, basically put uh, public uh, places in China into virtual reality, what is used there. And they have uh, embarked last year also in this kind of uh, design, interior design area where we are actually in. And so now um, we are looking for some volunteers, basically as part of our client portfolio, to already do a kind of prototype uh, pilot project because uh, we also want to integrate when virtual reality, augmented reality right. onto our platform. So this is like when the kind of beginning of the journey mm. for everyone, when you see your space in virtual reality mm. and you can play around with all the different uh, products, what you can buy on the market. So this just uh, helps you to make uh, faster decisions, better decisions, basically, to save time, costs and uh, yeah. energy. It's real. I've seen it. Mm. I've, you know, I've seen um, like... Uh, AR applications in not facilities management, but in repairs, for example, mm -hmm. like somebody can actually go in and have a look at um, some unit that needs repaired, mm -hmm. for example, and you can put labels on it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody says this pipes gas, mm -hmm. this pipes water, mm -hmm. don't touch that or remove this and so on. It's coming. That yeah, future coming. is here already, yeah. right? So we need to be prepared for it, right? And you've got the platform ready for that. Let's talk about what happens next. Let's talk about the journey here on in, the ask, if you mm -hmm. like. So you're raising funds at the moment. Y yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about your raise, what you're going for. So we, we are raising basically to scale up the platform, right? So we are basically, in terms of funding, settled here for Singapore. Mm. But when we go around the region... So that is where we want to raise for, to uh, one fund uh, raising what we just finished uh, for Malaysia, 
right? So where we get basically two investors uh, from the very uh, the co-founder from the beginning and mm. one more person to say, okay, here this is the fund what I uh, pass in to get into Malaysia. And the next round would be Indonesia, where we want to also set up the platform, get uh, people on the ground, uh, operationalize and onboard uh, clients and providers. Mm. So you've already completed a seed round in yes. February Correct. locally yes. here. So yes. you mm. closed your round. You now have a, another top up round. Exactly. Open now. Yes, yes open now. Okay. Um, I want to know what kind of people you're interested in talking to, Jörg, because there's a lot of money out there at the mm. moment, mm. as you know, and it's not difficult to get money. It's mm. difficult, more difficult to get smart money. Mm. So people who bring in the X factor to really, you know, who, who can be not just an investor, but also a door opener and advisor, a mentor and so on. What are you looking for beyond the money? Do you, are you particularly interested in talking to people who have contacts or domain expertise? Yeah, technology expertise what what interests you so these people may be listening so let's put it out there yes exactly what, what you just mentioned basically uh, people interested in the industry from the industry that can be as you say like uh, creating contacts to other uh, group of people like for instance uh, developers of buildings so that, that is also one uh, target area for us so that would be interesting but also some strategic uh, investors that just uh, help us to guide us in the future mm -hmm. right to really scale up the, um, the platform the market excellent good well we put it out there what would be the best way for people to reach out to you what's your preferred channel linkedin work for you so linkedin definitely works but also uh, traditionally email okay <laughs> but yeah. via info at uh, wheelie.sg so very simple and easy excellent jörg zeugner everybody um the founder of really and we are excited to see the progress of your platform as well and you know you have plans to take this globally so it's always an interesting story to watch from the sidelines and see how you grow and um obviously it's a big challenge and given your background as well you have the experience you've got the contacts you've already got your seed investment in you're checking all the boxes right so mm -hmm. All the initial signs are good. Wishing you all the best from here on in. You know, the entrepreneurial journey is never going to be in a straight line. As you know, it's going to be a bit up and a bit down. But, you know, as long as it generally heads in the right direction, it's a good one. So, Jörg, thank you so much for coming into the studio today and sharing your journey with us about really and your next steps. And be great to have you on in the future as well and see where you are and how many markets you've expanded to. And importantly as well, what you've learned in the process. So that's Jörg Zeugner, everybody, from Really. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Graham. It was very nice. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.